Welcome back to the Rural Roundup, hosted by me, Kerry Hammond. This show is produced in association with the Scottish Government. On today's episode, George and Tiffany bring you some good news about the Basic Payment Scheme, the Scottish Upland Sheep Support Scheme, and an organic success story. We don't have Robert Ramsey with us for the next couple of episodes, as he's currently off having his second child. We wish Robert and his wife Trish all the best from us at the Rural Roundup. Hi George, how's it going? It's fine Tiffany, how are you yourself? Yeah, good thanks, just uh, getting a bit fed up with this drizzly weather, but I'm pleased to see that most of the harvest is done, it's just the potatoes busy being lifted, and I think most people have managed to get tidied up fairly well, and crops are going back in the ground quickly. Um, Up here... um... Most of the combining would be done. We're into the, some of the more marginal areas. It, um, yeah, there's still a bit to do. Um, still a wee bit of straw to be baled. And uh, yeah, crops are going back in the ground as well. It's definitely a change. We had a really fantastic spell the start of September. And it's very autumnal now. It's definitely feeling very autumnal. I think there's lots of good news to talk about this week, George, but I think we should first start off um, and talk about something that I think everyone needs to be aware of so they can be prepared and ready. So photographic identification will be needed to buy ammonium nitrate from the 1st of October. So don't get caught out. Make sure you've got your driving license or your passport when you go and um, try and buy fertilizer. I think yeah, it's it's another one of these things that's come in. It's 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 a hustle factor. As you said, most folk have some sort of photographic ID nowadays. Um, so yeah, there's an easy workaround, and um, yeah, it, it, I think once you get your detail details logged, we are supplier. It sh- it should be fine. Yeah, I think it will be fairly straightforward. Like you have your driving license in your wallet anyway when you go somewhere. So yeah. it shouldn't cause too many problems, but it's understandable why they've gone and brought in these measures. It's under the amended Home Office Control of Poisons and Explosives Precursors Regulations 2023. And you can see that actually we do know how dangerous these can be um, and they can be used to make bombs or such like. So it's understandable why they're just being a bit more precautious now. And it's not on all fertilizers, it's just on ammonium nitrate fertilizers with a nitrogen content of 16% or more. And also if you've got a blend that's over 16% as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's not it's it's not every fertilizer containing nitrogen, no. So I th- I think it'll go past quite smoothly and just take it those first couple of times and then once they know who you are and they know you're registered, they'll be quite happy, I'm sure. Yeah. So looking at better news, basic payment scheme money is now hitting people's bank accounts. I know everybody likes it when it arrives and especially when it's nice and punctual in September as well. Yeah, it, it's filtering out there. Um, clearly not everybody is getting it at the moment. We've had uh, one or two inquiries. People have been speaking to their neighbours. They've they've gotten their money. He, you know, they haven't. Um, is there something wrong? So it. it it can always be worth asking a question or, or going in your communication log or whatever, seeing if there is a you know something it looks like it could be holding up a payment. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously those 
we've had inspections and that may have to wait a wee bit longer of changes in land and that so that 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 can add that can create a wee bit of a uh, an issue in terms of speed of payment but uh, if there's no inspection or that then then most folks should be seeing their money coming in so the next thing people need to be thinking about is a uh, sheep upland support scheme so if you're um got region three land it's definitely something you should be looking at so the claims window is open it opened back on the 1st of september and it is open through until the 30th of november yeah it's um it's one of those schemes obviously the the basic payment scheme um there's more region two region well in region three land over in the, the more upland areas and marginal marginal areas and um the sheep upland scheme along the lfa kind of underpins a lot of these businesses it's uh almost like the lifeblood uh for many of them and it, and it makes a big difference well the scheme is worth seven million each year so that actually goes and really contributes to the upland economies mm-hmm. yeah definitely and the animal health and welfare option under preparing for sustainable farming, the claims window is now open. So if you have um, had any of the seven options um, carried out by your expert advisor and got the form signed, you can start submitting your claims now. But don't worry if you haven't yet done anything, there's still time. You've got till the 31st of December to carry out some of the actions. Yeah, um, we've definitely noticed an upturn in interest in it just the last uh, couple of well, couple of weeks uh there was an announcement uh on it from scripted recently uh that the portal had opened um it's worth checking out if you've got livestock um one of the options is bull fertility i've done a couple of carbon audits recently and there was an issue with the bull and it really really knocks a business when a bull's not doing his job um the the devastating effect on the output and, and you know it's worth taking advantage of some of these things um 250 pounds it doesn't seem a lot but if it just shuts the door to a potential problem um it's worth worth looking at it's definitely worthwhile because you get 250 pounds for doing each option and you can do two options each year and the first time you claim you can get an extra 250 pounds for you to go away and learn more about an animal health and welfare issue that's potentially um, impacting your farm and the other thing to note just with George mentioning noticing the impact on carbon audits you don't need to have done a carbon audit to be eligible Um, so I think it's definitely worthwhile doing even if you only have a dozen sheep you can still go and take part in this. Yeah, and there's, there's lots of things like sheep coming home and at this time of year with lambs and that, and, and, and there's even things for checking out sheep scab levels, things like that in your flock. Um, yeah, speak to your vet because you need your vet on side with it. They need to sign the appropriate paperwork, um, but there is an opportunity there and uh, it, it's worth, it's certainly worth investigating. I think as well with cattle coming indoors soon, um, it's definitely worth looking at new calf pneumonia as well, which is another yeah. option on the sheet. Yeah. Um, so there's plen- plenty of different options for people to get their teeth into. At the beginning, we were saying how people are getting crops back into the ground. I think it's worth mentioning that we're coming up to NVZ close periods and making sure that people are thinking about what they're applying when they're applying them as well and make sure they comply with the regulations around this. 
Yep, that, that's that's everything now. Obviously, for inorganic fertilizers, the 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 door is closed. Um, we always get inquiries, and I'm sure you're the same down with you. Um, for uh, regarding slurry, how late can you go with slurry? Uh, now on grassland, uh, the limit and on sandy and shallow soils is uh, the closed period is the first of September to thirty first of December. So obviously we're into that. For all other soils, however, the, the closed period is the 15th October to the 31st of January. Now, there's obviously qualitative uh, restrictions there that you're limited to 30 cubic metres per hectare. Um, but, um, so, so, so grassland on non-sandy or shallow soils, we've still a wee bit of a window there, but it's, but it's only up to the 15th October for applying. I think it's also worth remembering that other land, so that was for grassland, but for other land, the um, period is slightly different. For sandy and shallow soils, that's closed, but all other soils, there's the 1st of October through until the 31st of January. So make sure that if you're wanting to get something on, you get it on before the close period begins. If you are applying uh, to bare land, make sure that you have a crop sown within six weeks of the application. Um, so make sure that you get your crop into the ground. Just for a little bit of more good news, because I'm yet to find a farmer that doesn't like free money or funding for something. Um, I've noticed that the Royal Countryside Fund Farm Resilience Programme is continuing again. I think this programme's been running since 2016 and has supported around 1,400 farming families um, over the last few years. And last year, they were delivering their programme in Ullapool, Stranra and Caithness. And this year, I believe they're heading up your way, George, and going up into West Aberdeenshire. Uh, yes, uh, there's uh, three areas again in Scotland, uh, West Aberdeenshire, Orkney and North Ayrshire. So there's uh, farm businesses in those areas can benefit. Um, it offers uh, business support, um, there's workshops, looking at business training skills. Uh, and it also allows the businesses to, to call on an, an expert advisor to help them look at the business, um, some benchmarking, look at for efficiencies, how to reduce costs. They can even discuss things in succession, uh, look at the environmental management on the farm and even plan, uh, do some business planning for the future. Um, so it sounds like a really good scheme to be involved in. And I think if you're a farmer in those areas, it could, uh, that's uh, North Ayrshire, West Aberdeenshire or Orkney, could certainly be worth checking out. Yeah, it definitely sounds very worthwhile. The people who have previously been part of the scheme, 73% said they increased their business skills. And I think with the um, unknown about what's going to be happening from 2025 and beyond, I think having good business skills, knowing where your business is up to is something really important to do. Yeah, yeah. And as a last little bit of good news, the Scottish Organic Milk Producers Cooperative is celebrating 20 years of collaboration this September. And um, as a celebration of this, they're going to launch a new project that's set to benefit organic dairy farmers across Scotland. Yeah, Tiffany, the, the Scottish Organic uh, Milk Producers Group, it's been on the go a while now, um, and that's always good to see that these co-ops can um you know stand the test of time uh they're, they're uh, 
through Knowledge Transfer Innovation Fund, um, they've got a six-month project that's coming off that will uh, look at further technical efficiencies uh, and also look at their uh, environmental and biodiversity metrics. Um, so more benchmarking and, um, yeah, it, it's a good thing. It, and hopefully that, that season go from strength to strength. I think this project sounds really positive. I think there's 21 organic dairy farms across Scotland taking part, all the way um, down in the south in Wigtonshire and up to, into the north to Inverness. Um, and I think it's a great way to have knowledge exchange across people in the same sector all across the country rather than just in the area that they're in as well. This project funding is coming at a great time as while the organic milk price has improved in recent months, cost inflation has increased faster and this is narrowing the margins and stressing viability. So I think this is a really important exercise for farmers to be taking part in and hopefully they'll see a lot of benefits for their farms and then across the supply chains as well. I think organics is definitely at the forefront of people's minds. I know that the Scottish government are wanting to increase the area of organic farms in Scotland and they're supporting this in the agri-environmental scheme um, for 2024. And Stock Talk and Cropcast, two of the other podcasts under the Farm Advisory Service, they are bringing out episodes with organic farmers. So both of the next episodes coming out from those two shows are going to be talking about organics. So the Stock Talk Organic episode is talking to Hugh Grierson of Grierson Organics, um, organic livestock farmers, and they also have a butchery. And in Cropcast, they're talking to John Ski. He grows organic seed potatoes as well as organic milling oats. So have a listen to those episodes to hear more about what's happening in organic farming. If you are interested in learning more about organics on the Farm Advisory Service website, faz.scot, you'll find a dedicated section of the website for organics. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time. On Thursday, September the 28th at 7pm, the Farm Advisory Service are running an in-person event at Stornoway Golf Club. This event will demystify the different ways of financing peatland restoration on farms and crofts and will give you the opportunity to speak with experts on the topic and to learn more about the science. We'll give you an overview of public, private and blended finance options and how you can take advantage of all of them based on your own needs and the needs of your business. Peatland restoration is also a source of carbon credits. You can either sell these credits on the voluntary carbon markets or you can use them to reduce the emissions of your own enterprise. This event is a great first step for those looking to begin peatland restoration on their land. We'll be joined by speakers from Nature Scots Peatland Auction and IUCN Peatland Code They'll cover the essentials of peatland restoration, such as planning and design, techniques and funding. You'll also have the unique opportunity to ask the experts directly any questions you may have about your business. On Tuesday, October the 10th at 10am, the Farm Advisory Service is holding an in-person event at Nether Home Farm near Perth. 
We're very lucky to be hosted by Michael Blanche, the presenter of the Pasture Pod podcast. Michael will share how he's developed a low-cost forage-based system at Netherholm by combining rotational grazing, deferred grazing, and forage crops with appropriate genetics. By moving stock and creating grazing rest in the system, as well as long rest periods on deferred hill pastures, the system is creating more space for biodiversity to flourish, with grasslands able to grow, create habitat structure and flower. And don't forget, the Scottish Smallholder Festival is being held on October the 14th, all day, 9 to 5, at the Royal Highland Centre. The festival aims to inform, educate and inspire, and to give you the opportunity to access information and advice from experienced practitioners that will support and encourage you in your future smallholding ventures. The 2023 festival will have a programme of talks in the store ring, including a big issue debate, and the sheep ring will be used for practical demonstrations. There will be lots of other things for you to see and enjoy, such as shows, showcases, a trade hall, and of course, the opportunity to catch up with like-minded people. All of the links to these events, webinars, and shows are in the show notes, so book now to secure your place. We've been joined today by Tiffany Stevenson, the host of one of our sister shows, CropCast. I asked Tiffany to tell me a little bit more about the podcast, some of the episodes that they've made previously, and a little bit about what's to come. Cropcast is a monthly podcast which covers all topics arable related. So we cover a huge range of topics from crop varieties to sprays to grain marketing. So it's very diverse podcast, but all related to crops. So for each episode, we usually have one, two, or sometimes even three guests on the show. These are a mixture of um, industry professionals, researchers, as well as farmers. So the conversations that we have are very interesting. Some of the topics, everything ends up quite scientific, whilst other conversations are a bit more what's the farmers thinking about something and thoughts and opinions so it is variation in there but hopefully having that variation allows for listeners to really understand the topic being covered as we do cover the science background as well as um, some experiences as well and in the show as well we also have um, an update from out in the field each month which is a great way just to hear about what is happening and is timely and topical as well. It's very difficult to pick out a standout episode as they have all been very exciting. The September episode is on winter grazing cereals and I thoroughly enjoyed recording that episode. We had an excellent farmer who had six years experience in winter grazing cereals and lets out land for sheep to be brought in to graze those cereals and I thoroughly enjoyed hearing about his experiences and what's gone well as well as some of the things that went slightly wrong. We've also had interesting conversations looking um, at non-inversion tillage for IPM. We've talked about low drift nozzles and closed transfer systems and we've had a couple of episodes on crop varieties as well so it's great place for people to come and listen when they're in their combine to think about what sort of varieties they should be planting in the ground. 
I think the winter grazing cereals episode that had a lot of opinions and experiences in as we had a very um, experienced farmer. Also for the October episode, which is due to come out in October, we're doing an organic episode where we spoke to an organic farmer where we heard about his experiences in getting into organic farming, why he did it as well as some of the things that have gone well and not so well, which was a great way to hear about somebody's experiences in farming. So I first got interested in arable when I was much younger and still at home on the family farm. I remember going walking with the agronomist um, every second week or so when she came out to look at the crops and she would walk across the field and she'd pull up every different weed she could find and was trying to teach me what each one was admittedly I wasn't very good at it back then but I feel like I am slowly improving on that and since then I've had a interest in crops and there's so much to um, looking after the crops it's not as straightforward as just putting it in the ground and hoping for the best so it is fascinating thinking about all the different aspects I have recently completed a master's degree in agricultural professional practice and for my dissertation I was looking at the carbon emissions associated with the production of spring barley and that was a really really interesting topic there was so much to find in there so it was interesting finding out what the main source of emissions were as well as seeing the variations in what people had some people were applying a lot of fertilizer others not so much, the differences in the yields that people are achieving as well. So it was a really interesting topic to look into and being carbon emissions as well, I think that's very on topic at the moment as well. As the presenter of CropCast, I really enjoy the variety of topics that we're able to cover. It is great to be able to speak to industry experts as well as to the farmer and find out what their thoughts, feelings, opinions, findings and everything else that goes into it. With every episode, I definitely feel like I come away learning from it. So I hope that our listeners um, learn from every episode as well. I find listening to CropCast is very easy to do um, as I go around my everyday life. I enjoy listening to the podcast when I'm driving and I also enjoy listening whilst I'm out crop walking. I feel like it just adds a little extra something when I'm out walking the crops, um, particularly ones on varieties because often they're linked to ones that I'm looking at in the field as well. So it's often interesting to listen back to what someone said on the podcast and how it relates to what I'm busy doing. So we have lots of exciting ideas for the rest of season two of CropCast, one of which is an alternative crops episode. So this is going to be looking at alternative crops like hemp and rye and where potentially people might look to put them in the rotation if they should be considering them. We're also looking at having episodes and looking at some of the trials results. So there's fungicide trials and nitrogen response trials, which we're looking to be getting into. I think for the listeners out there, if you have enjoyed the episodes, it would be great um, for you to speak to your neighbours, suggest to them they should be listening to it as well. There is a whole host of previous episodes which have been recorded and you can listen back to those and make sure you subscribe to the future episodes. Also, 
Um, if you have any suggestions for episodes which you would like to cover, please do get in touch. I do know one of um, my clients, he has thoroughly enjoyed listening to them and I really enjoy listening to his ideas and it gives inspiration for what listeners are looking for as well so we can go and tailor it to what you want. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Rural Roundup. We'll see you back here on the 11th of October for our next fortnightly episode. The Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government.